0: Hello, you're very welcome to episode four of the Limerick Voice Sport Podcast. I'm Anthony Gagan, and uh, due to a epidemic of some kind for the past two weeks, uh, I'm only joined today by my uh, sports editor and boss, Owen Maloney. Owen, how's yourself?
1: Uh, awesome, awesome. And you?
0: I'm doing, uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, apologies for uh, last week's absence. Uh, like I said, there's a, a flu going on, but uh, hopefully, uh, and also there's a postponement of yesterday, but hopefully today's episode will your sporting appetite now before we discuss the past Fortnite's sporting action uh we just want to share our deepest condolences to the colbert and o'connor families for the tragic deaths of their uh, loved ones brooklyn colbert was a 11 year old boy from balananti uh was found dead on sunday his father uh wayne he's a he's a former limerick and shamrock rovers uh, soccer player and uh currently pays for for pike stack correct? yeah 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 and uh and also here, you we well, uh, fellow student of ours, Ashley O'Connor, a third-year industrial biochemistry student from, uh, by Shannon County Donegal, uh, was unfortunately caught up in uh, in an accident while uh, while in an activity with her kayaking club, uh, in County Kerry. Uh, and why are we sharing this? Well, we and our listeners, and the lads here as well, we all know sports used for escapism, just to take our minds off the harshness of life and reality, and politics or whatever just out of the paying fields. But sometimes life and reality seeps into sport and the people we love. And it's important that we support these poor families who are going through these awful ordeals. Uh, just echoing what Councillor Morris Quinnavin been, been to Washington the Leader said. Please refrain from spreading misinformation on social media. Respect the families and please check your sources are reputable before taking information. On behalf of the lads here and everyone involved in the Limerick Boys newspaper, we pray for everyone heartbroken in this difficult time, and our hearts go out to the Colbert and O'Connors. Very well said, Anthony. Very Uh, well said. I mean, yeah, it's a hard week for everyone here in Limerick. Yeah, definitely. It was, uh,
1: took everyone by shock, but look, the city will rebound. It has rebounded Mm -hmm. from every kind of, every bad turn it has faced, and, uh, no doubt the people of Limerick and their families will all rally
0: around them and they will get through it no doubt no doubt our thoughts once again go out to them Uh, so taking our focus to sport it was a fantastic weekend for women's sport Uh, we want to kick off talk about uh, Raheen hockey star Roisin Upton who's been making headlines for the past two years and uh, she was involved in a nail-biting two-legged encounter against Canada for uh, qualification of the 2020 uh, Olympic Games oh did you catch the two-legs
1: I didn't. I didn't. I was actually working. Unfortunately, I'm a sports reporter at ah. the weekend. So yeah, I was slaving away doing match reports, but uh, eagerly following um the the, the kind of goings on mm. on Twitter. But well, yeah. um, I think obviously the kind of outpouring of love for the team since uh, that uh, World Cup run last year has been unreal. But they kind of took. They had everyone in Ireland kind of. On the edge of their seats there, (laughs) so (laughs) but it was an incredible, an incredible finish, and uh, it was fitting that I suppose Roisin was the one to do the job. And of course, after she scored two penalties or took two penalties and scored two in the in the shootout as well, like including obviously the sudden death penalty that won it for Ireland. Mm. So it's an unreal thing, an unreal thing for Limerick, and now Limerick has for sure an Olympian going to Tokyo next uh, August. So incredible stuff.
0: And you were just saying it was the edge of our seat. Like, I watched the two games, and uh, I didn't have any nails left. Like, there were so (laughs) many close calls, so many uh, penalty shots uh, that were a whisker away from the goal. And, of course, it had to be – the God's judge had to be sorted by a shootout. But, uh, yeah, it was absolutely nerve-wracking. But, uh, yeah, congratulations to Um And, of course, the the star goalkeeper, Aisha McFerrin, she's an absolute hero. Uh, She took like a – and also uh, just two stories there. Roshin had a broken wrist. Yeah. when she took that belly, that that just shows how tough Limerick are like, and it uh, sh-
1: shows how tough that team are. To be the fair, they, they they had they had an incredible run, obviously last year, and they they had to grind it out. And Roisin obviously spoke after the game and said how physical it was, how tough it was, and um, it was so physical in fact that she obviously the adrenaline is pumping, but she hadn't realised that she'd fractured her wrist. So just goes to show that they are made of very stern stuff, very very stern stuff.
0: I know it's fantastic. Uh, so, uh, for the Olympics, uh. So it's not uh, determined by a draw. It's actually determined by the world rankings. Uh, right now, Ireland are uh, fourth, uh, I suppose, fourth from bottom in terms of the qualified teams. Uh, so they might be uh, facing their uh, uh, th- the team that beat them in the World Cup last year, Netherlands, in the Olympics. But uh, we won't know for sure until early into next year. So once again, massive congratulations to the whole team. It's a fantastic team. Uh, Show of uh, Irish women in sport and continuing on from Irish women in sport, I know you were keeping an absolute eye on this. Is Katie Taylor's uh, uh, two weight win? Oh, and what do you think of it?
1: She's incredible. Uh, just a, a little caveat before we get into Katie is just uh, congrats to the Irish hockey team as well. They broke a record. It was the most attended uh, international women's sporting event ever in Ireland. In Ireland, Ar- uh, yeah, okay. six thousand three hundred and seventeen. I think was the official attendance in Donnybrook, and that has that broke the record. So yes. that's obviously. It just goes to show the kind of groundswell of support for the for the team, and they have yeah. l- elevated hockey to new heights. Because let's be let's cut cut to the chase. It's not often that any sport podcast in Ireland would open up with hockey news. You know, it, <laughs> it's it's a very know. rare, mm. very rare occasion, and de- and it's down to them. Like mm. it, it, it's all down to them. They've been amazing, and congrats to them. But yeah. Katie, you speaking of amazing, that woman. Oh, I have a girlfriend at the minute, but if I didn't, I'd propose. She is just <laughs> she is just <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. It's just ah. Uh, I think she's the darling of Ireland, of Irish sport, and probably now, it's starting to, uh, even the other side of the water in the, in in America now. That's she's really taken off as well, at, and obviously fought fought in Manchester on Saturday night. So, uh, she has head. She's like she's headline cards, uh, and it's not uh, with an all all, all male undercard. Do you know she is just the next level trailblazer. Actually. Yeah, she really, really is. She's unbelievable, but her performance. Was just so good. Uh, she was so crisp, so clinical. Like she, w- she'd made she made her opponent, the Greek girl, miss. Mm. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce her second I'll name. Give it it a Linda da- uh, Linda Christina Lindaratu. Christina Lindaratu. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Easy for you to say, but um, <laughs> like she made her miss by millimeters, and you could tell it was so demoralizing yeah. for her. And uh, now you're one. Uh, the Greek is f- f- relatively she's classless oh no, yeah, She, she she's very good but after the fight she basically said that uh, the decision was a disgrace and like I don't mm. know what fight she was taking part in or watching but Katie was just yeah. um, it was a master class it really really yeah. was she was brilliant and yeah you just can't get enough of watching Katie Taylor it's just I
0: know yeah uh, like there's, there's talks of her headlining Master Square Garden against uh, Amanda Serrano like yeah how unbelievable would that be for just Irish uh, boxing and uh, Irish women athletes In general
1: Unreal You, they would just, It would be fitting As well for Katie Like uh, obviously The country's kind of Been through the ups and downs With Katie From the The highs and lows Of the Olympics To all of her Professional bouts And it would be A fitting thing for her To do that To, to, to sell out Madison Square Garden And she probably would Sell it out as a thing As well like oh yeah. There would be a Massive massive crowd and uh, Serrano is obviously New York as well uh, And she she talks trash She'd sell a fight yeah. Katie obviously we know She's an extremely humble person And uh, anyone that's involved in a fight game Knows it's very hard As a humble fighter to sell out We won't mention other sports stars That are the opposite That do sell out fights But that kind of brash a- attitude Does sell out fights And yeah. Amanda would bring that to the table for Katie And that would It would even ele- It would kind of the hype would, It would elevate even more around it And I think like, uh, she gave up boxing, I'm almost certain, and went uh, for a MMA for a year. She went into yep. MMA, but then she was lured back on a three fight contract. But the stipulation of that contract was that she'd have to fight Katie Taylor in that. Ooh. So now there is talks that she's unhappy with how much money she'd be getting for the fight because obviously Katie's yep. profile has risen again and again. Mm-hmm. But with the pros- prospect of maybe Madison Square Garden you'd easily they'll iron out money oh talk yeah. to get that yeah. fight so it does look like that may be the next fight mm. but there are other options there are other uh, now she might have to go up to welterweight to fight another opponent but I don't see her doing that because that no, would be I another 12 pounds I think yeah. up again from what she fought uh, at the weekend so I don't see her doing that but uh, it, it appears Serrano would be the big clash and that would be unreal that would just be unreal it, it, it if that did transpire mm,
0: yeah it's a massive uh irish american and puerto rican contingent in new york yeah and all you need to release really uh, the promoter dave Hearn out there <laughs> yeah uh, i'm sure everyone's followed a twitter account out of context Hearn. it's it's uh, uh he could sell you a fight in anything so. exactly
1: and uh, Luda Bella is obviously another famous fighting promoter and he has serrano in his stable so that'll tell you it's two of the biggest promoters in the game mm. they'd, they'd make they'd make uh, sparks fly definitely before that fight and Hopefully, she, Hopefully, Katie does it because you just want to see her career progress and progress and progress because she deserves it. She deserves nothing but the best.
0: Definitely. Uh, congratulations again to Katie Taylor. Uh, so moving on. Uh, Munster have their interprovincial derby uh, against Ulster on Saturday evening. Uh, Johan van Graan will hope that his world rugby squad. Uh, hopefully, most of them. Carby is a is a doubt, but uh, hopefully, they make appearance for the derby. But. Uh, once again, we uh not once again, but congratulations to the Munster alumni, who was part of the uh, South Africa World Cup win, uh, Razzie Erasmus, who's it was genius at Munster, genius of South Africa. Enough said. Uh, Felix Jones, uh, Joach Nienaber, and Alan Walters uh, all were part of Razzie's coaching staff back at Munster, and it just shows we th- we thought they weren't great, but t- for them to take that squad at the time to the semi-finals of the Cup. It, it was a massive achievement, and it's a massive achievement to uh, win the World Cup as well. Uh, and also, that's there's a <laughs> it, it continues to be a South African relationship because uh, we are are again a massive coup uh, in two uh, World Cup winners and Damien Deland, who's one of the standouts. I know everyone's raving about uh, PP and uh, yeah. Justin and Colby, two the two wingers. But to get the ball, two of the wingers, you have to get the uh, you have the reliable centers and. Uh, the LN is that great distributor, he's that great tackler, he'll be massive for the monster squad, and of course, uh, uh, Archie Snyman, who's a, uh, a second road that we desperately avoid that we needed uh, to fill since uh, Donico Ryan's departure. Uh, I'm interested to see what you think of this, one, but uh, Saracens, who are in our European uh, group stage, recently got fined £5 million and deducted 35 points in the Gallagher Premiership. They are now minus 26 points, 12th off the back of winning I think it was three high, uh, European Cups in four seasons. What do you think about that sort of uh, restrictions in wages in sports in general?
1: It's um, it's an unusual one considering, obviously, I know every every individual or a few will have their own stipulations and you, you have to abide by them. It's as simple as that. But I suppose from a Munster perspective, then you're looking at Saracens, now almost certain won't be, unless they unless they qualify via winning do you, do you, can they qualify by winning the yeah. European? Yeah, if they win
0: the they win the European Cup. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's the only way now that more than likely they're going to be in the cup next year. Yeah. So they are going to go all out, and it'll probably yeah. put more emphasis on on their European schedule. So Munster look like they could be tackling an even more ravenous beast yeah. uh, in their group. Well, but I suppose you have to abide by the rules. It's a simple. It is as simple as that, and. They didn't, and uh, it's nice to see a big team punished because you see it in maybe the Premier League. Yeah, with Chelsea. Yeah, you see, Chelsea or even Man City are jump breaking every rule and not not being punished. You see it with PSG, the Qatari owners, Barcelona have done it. You know, you see all the big clubs in European sport just going unpunished for because they're the big dogs. It's nice to see that the English RFU, obviously the RFU, have stepped in and basically sanctioned their best team, and it it took obviously cojones to do it, yeah. but they not they 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 upheld the rules mm-hmm. very stringently, and it's uh it'll it'll be an interesting one to see what transpires are e no their squad in the future, but um who will will they jump ship? What'll happen? You know, yeah, it, yeah. like so, it it'll be an interesting one for keen observers of the the Premiership.
0: Uh, no, it's a it's a it's it's unbelievable. Like it, it can either go both ways. It can either go with the Pompey route where it's an absolute uh destruction. I don't think it will. I don't think. Rookie players kind of value contracts as much as soccer players. We, we I don't know, but uh, it, uh, I think Saracens might survive, they might survive the, the Premier League because they're a very good team, they're a very good squad. They get the World Cup uh, squad back in if they can just pip over 10th or 12th uh, by winning all their games essentially. But the morale has to be so low right now at the Saracens camp. That's the danger, like. and we will find out, we'll get a a taste of what's going to happen this uh, this weekend when they return to the uh, the Premiership but uh, look it's, a, it's, a, it's a, it should be a testament of what FIFA uh, soccer should do to these big clubs, like you said and uh, I'm really glad that sh- we see too long we see Saracens all get uh, Rassing 92 getting all these big players and us here in Ireland we didn't we don't have that money and we're just kind of going oh are we going to be left behind but it's good that RFU are kind of uh, flying the flag for everyone
1: yeah, 100%. 100%. Percent.
0: Percent. Uh, so, uh, moving on now to GAA. It's a massive weekend for, for the well. Owen, can you give us a preview there?
1: I can, of course, yeah. it's uh, Believe me, I, I was at a uh, Bally Gunners game last weekend versus Six Mile Bridge for work, and uh, the well have will have to work cut out for them. The Ballygunner were absolutely razor sharp. They played like a county team. They even played a type of a summer hurling, fast-moving game that you wouldn't just... You just wouldn't ordinarily see in November But the the talk was that everything was in Six Mile Bridges favour They'd obviously won the Clare title for the fourth time in seven years Had um, the home venue, and it, it was their home club venue it wasn't even a home county venue, it was in the on their own club It was an early start, so um, Bally Gunner obviously would have had to have travelled up from Waterford Everything was just in their favour And obviously Davy Fitz would have known the Bally Gunner lads inside out Due to obviously having managed Waterford previously so everything was stacked in Ballygunner's favour or in Six Mile Bridge's favour yeah. and Ballygunner came up and just tore him apart yeah. there were, it was never really a contest from from the get go uh, there's a a young lad play, well, young he is young he's 22 Desi Hutchinson from uh for Ballygunner he's a corner forward he was for the last four or five years he was in England playing Premier League f- for Brighton uh he didn't really cut the mustard there but he did make an appearance mm-hmm. and but he ju- he just never really f- properly made it so, uh, he decided to come back and play for Waterford United last year, and obviously, w- with that, went back playing Hurling for Bally Gunner. And now it appears that that will take precedence, and he has been incredible all year. I don't know what the, pa- the Weller are going to do to to try and confine him because he scored 1 2 against Six 6 Mile Bridge, but he probably won six or seven frees by virtue of Six Mile Bridge full back and having to drag him down, or else he was going through on goal. He was just dominant, and uh. Not only that, they have Porrick Matney, who would be one of Waterford's best players as well. He was on fire, and they've a whole host of players: Philip Matney, his brother Barry Coughlin. They're yeah. just they're they're rock solid. Now, obviously, the Well will be on a high. They had a bit of a break after taking down Napiershig, and that is no easy feat, so as we know. They it. would have been fav- one of the favourites for the All Ireland club. So, um, the Well are a, they're a very good outfit, but um, if they whoever w- I'd say whoever wins this this clash. Will be second favourites for the All Ireland behind um behind Ballyhale Shamrocks, yeah, yeah. so th- th- this will be a cracker. But from the well side of things, they're obviously riddled with talent as well. You have Dermot Burns, Keen Lynch, David Aaron Galan, the whole host uh, com- of county guys. But will, uh, uh, yeah,
0: ha- will Ballygunner have uh, a big county contingent?
1: They as do. Well? They've yeah. amassed. They've won ten of the last eleven Waterford Championships, and they would have right the do, biggest yeah. contingent on the Waterford Senior Panel as well. Yeah. So they're 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 almost as good as a, as you'd see a, a county side player. Like I, w- I everyone that was in. In bridge at this weekend was sh- really shocked and impressed with them that they were so sharp, and especially because there was this kind of theory after that they're not really tested in Waterford that they kind of have they're the big fish in the small pond down there, but there was no nonchalance, yeah. nothing like that. It was just complete, total hurling. Really? And
0: when a majority of players are trained together throughout the whole season, you know that that has to be a massive boost as well. Like
1: absolutely, and it's a huge boost for Waterford hurling because as a county they're in the dumps at the minute Porig Fanning obviously is gone after a bad year and the year before obviously saw Derek McGrath even it was just uh, sixes and sevens there was serious rumours of players not really committing but all that aside Bally Gunner, I can tell you are 100% committing to this and uh, they kind of felt like maybe they left one behind them last year in the All-Ireland semi-final against Ballyhale and I'd say they're out they're gunning for to go two better this year but um, Patrick's well they are rock solid. I think there were 3 or 4 to 1 uh, outsiders to beat Napierseg in the county final. And uh, they they, they pulled that off. Kieran Carey will no doubt have a plan. He will have watched that game last weekend. Because I, I know I saw a couple of Patrick Swell spies in uh, Six Mile Bridge last weekend. So they were out doing the homework. And uh, they'll ha- they'll have a plan. The plan will be to try and contain Desi Hutchinson and limit him on to freeze. you will give Porek Mahoney. Mm and obviously have have Patrick Swell's top dogs the likes of the the um, O'Brien's Keen Lynch you know and try and do the damage on the scoreboard Garen Galan is he I'm not 100% is he back fit I can't remember off off the top of my head if he is and if he is he's obviously a a massive massive boost but um, I obviously through green tinted glasses you're hoping Patrick Swell will do it but to me, Battle gunner. After after I saw them uh, last weekend, I said they'll win the All Ireland Club this year. They were that good, and if pa- Patrick Isle managed to pull it off, it would be an incredible achievement and hopefully they do. Mm. Uh, and that I suppose in I suppose just quickly to sum up the intermediate last weekend oh, as course, well yeah. because
0: what's uh, before that uh, that yeah. game is uh, this Saturday uh, available in G A B O G A A B. T.G. Cahar. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh my, uh, the Irish, that's uh, yeah. That game's on this Saturday at T.G. Caher on GAB. Yo, Uh What time? I think no, oh, I think it's Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday. I think it's Sunday, yeah.
1: Okay, I, yeah. Co- I could be wrong. I'm almost certain I think it's half one Sunday.
0: Half one Sunday, yeah. Uh, T.G. Caher, if you can catch it. Uh, yeah, it is. It is, uh, it is because the, it actually Saturday,
1: which just brings me a, a great oh, segue. T- t- segue <laughs> right, <huh? laughs> it was that was a, that was intentional, lads. Uh, Galti Gales Limerick Intermediate Football Champions will welcome St. Breckens of Lisbon, Varna and uh, Gatley Gales will have their work cut out from there but they're r- tough as old boots they've looked beaten a few times this season and have managed to rally they uh, were miles behind uh, in the against Munger St Pauls in the semi-final and managed to find a way to win and add a time obviously excuse me it went to a replay against Gerard Griffins so it was a very tough first game and then a second half goal managed to just eke out a two point victory over Gerard Griffins in the Limerick and in the Limerick, uh sorry uh final the replay and now they're into here a semi final or no a quarter final this is actually just yeah. a, a quarter final sorry monster into me the quarter final but um, the danger man is bob Childs if you can uh if you can supply him you're flying it and he is he is rampant but uh listen, I've seen St. Brecon's play a few times obviously this year work and they are a very very good they obviously just came down from Clare senior last year and they're a senior club again and were a senior club this year in, in talent and they will be hard to beat but if you can control a couple of their quick forwards they they can be beaten they have uh, Claire, a player Del Masterson in the midfield as well who is very good but um, that'll be a tough tough game I, if if Ganty Gales can kind of make it a kind of war of attrition like they did against Gerald Griffins I think I think they, I think they could win out today but again It'd be a, that'd be a tough fixture, mm-hmm. and I suppose to touch on the other intermediate game that happened last weekend was Blackrock. Obviously, narrowly lost out to Father O'Neills in Kilfinnan. Father O'Neills are the court uh, intermediate champions, and that was I wasn't at it obviously, but that was a, p- a cracker of a game. Went to extra time after uh, a last minute penalty from Blackrock buried, and uh, took the game took the game an extra twenty minutes. But um, in all seriousness, Father O'Neills were probably the classier side, and. Uh, are probably the better side and deservingly won out in extra time. Mm. But um, I suppose it was a, a, a massive showing for Blackrock yeah, so soon after their intermediate uh, hurling final replay mm. against Kildoyle Palace genry as well. You know, so they had been on the go a long time and didn't have much time to prepare for a, a very very good Cork side. So c- kudos to them for a great season, obviously, and uh, they just narrowly lost out. So, mm-hmm. but but very very good display from
0: them. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, so. Yep, we wish the best of luck to all our uh, local sides uh, in a massive uh, weekend of GA action. Uh, so moving, uh, f- concluding on soccer, uh, this I think it was this week. Yes, uh, Limerick Under Thirteens uh, reached the FAI Under Thirteens Cup uh, final against St Patrick's, but only to lose by five goals to three. Uh, a fantastic show. In fairness, uh, things do look a bit bleak right now for them, but at least the future. Looks bright before they all get sold up to Shamrock Rovers, Dundalk, and or Cork. But <laughs> uh, let's remain optimistic. Uh, so continuing on from women in sports, uh, RT, in fairness, had fantastic coverage of hockey as well as the FAI uh, Women's Cup Final. Wexford uh, Uds uh, just beat P-Man United by three goals to two. And uh, right after that, it was the, uh, a fantastic atmosphere for the Dundalk-Shamrock Rovers uh, match. It was a penalty in around the 80th minute, and uh, I think it was a fantastic strike uh, from Dundalk uh, to equalize in the last minute, and of course it went to penalties, but uh, what I'd like to touch on, I'm not sure if you're uh, up to speed, but uh, there was a meeting as well with uh, 30-odd clubs uh, around Republic and Northern Ireland uh, in discussions of an all- island league. Uh, this idea was come about by Ker- Kerry businessman, Kieran Lucid. Now, before we had the, the Satanta Cup, and that was didn't uh there wasn't too much trouble but it wasn't successful either but this is far more ambitious to have to merge the league and to try and you know raise the the prize money and knock on the door of europe and northern irish side saying, oh, we want to uh keep the same places as the two sides so what they're, they're legitimately saying is uh uh, the three the sorry the two european players from northern ireland and the three european players from ireland are kept a five which is probably impossible i i love you that's but it's not going <laughs> to happen but um I- a lot of stuff like that and the northern irish not to t- not to be too hard they're right for the they're right for the uh, i guess adamant to go forward with this but uh it was uh they who i suppose. Uh, didn't want to proceed with negotiations, but it's still an ongoing idea, and I just want to discuss what you do think an All-Island League will work, and will it be successful?
1: Uh Would it work? Uh In some facets, it would. Some facets, it wouldn't. Success-wise, it might boost the club's profiles in it slightly, but I wouldn't be so sure it yeah. would light the sky on fire. But from an aspect of maybe Oh, uh, like crowd yeah. issues, things like that. I could see that happening because mm. they can get a bit hairy at times at a uh, League of Ireland games. Yeah. So when you introduce the, that cat the fish into it, then I would imagine could be a bit sticky and that might be a reason they're reticent. But um, I can see why both sides, especially the Northern Irish side side of things, why they wouldn't want to come into it. Mm. But um, no, I uh, that wouldn't be for me now. No. I, I don't, I wouldn't an advocate for that i think leave well enough alone and while obviously the league of ireland is completely underfunded that won't change it that that oh. it, it's what we what irish football needs is a complete evisceration of the structures that we have now plenty of people fired and uh the fish rots from the head down and the head has eventually been gotten rid of but there are plenty of parts of, of that fish that are still rotten and they need to be t- torn out quickly and replaced and build from the ground up again and especially in r- with regard to funding the prize money and the funding within the premier league in the the Electricity league sorry that's yeah. <laughs> a freudian slip mm-hmm. um is just shocking it needs yeah. to, it needs to be increased and it ne- the players deserve better like because they break their hearts just as much as o- other leagues and what they get isn't good enough so yeah that 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 wouldn't be the, the steps are, that that would be one of the steps I'd be taking anyway but what
0: do I know no, no, very, <laughs> very well said I do I do agree with you uh, I think it's uh, far too ambitious it it really just comes down to to, to prize money and I think the FIA kind of keeps it out of pockets because you compare look at Iceland uh, okay maybe not Iceland, that's not the best but look at Denmark Denmark same population ish but they still get uh, FC Copenhagen uh, they still get Bromby. all these you know teams that Have the same population, same reach, and they get them to Europe, uh, maybe once every two years. Like, and it it just comes down to that. It just F I needs to to do better. And uh, like I said, I couldn't say better. uh you? What'd you say? The fish rots from the head, head. down.
1: That's a, It's apparently a Russian saying. The fish rots from the head down. So if something is rotten, you you cut off the top man first. And that's what. And that's and, and, that's <laughs> and, that, and that's the way. That's the way it'll have to be. Like there needs to be some uh, massive personnel changes within the F I, and not just. John Delaney, yeah. who is now obviously since departed. But um.
0: But look, we, we have Derry City. That's the only Northern Irish team we ever need. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, f- f-
1: yeah. Finn Harf's, well, obviously not a technically of no, 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 Northern. No, no, Ireland. no. no, no, no. <laughs>
0: North Dilvar then, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, uh, just in the country, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think that uh, about does it uh, for us. Uh, look out for tomorrow. The Limerick Voice News Team will have their uh, fantastic podcast uh, once again. Uh, apologies again for missing last week and yesterday uh we hope uh, this uh coming up now to 30 minute episode will be uh satisfactory to your needs uh please follow us on social media share the podcast like it recommend it to a blog on the pub um comments tell us we're both ages we don't know what to do yeah yep and uh yes thank you once again for listening. have a lovely weekend of sports.